A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. Bedbugs is an infestation on its way to London. In a recent TV interview, the deputy mayor of Paris has warned that the French capital is in the midst of a bedbug infestation, calling it widespread and adding that in reality, no one is safe. Footage of the blood-sucking insects in Paris has gone viral on social media too, with individuals posting warnings alleging the pests are swarming some holiday rental properties. It's led to growing concerns in London that the creepy critters could soon be on their way here. Eurostar has announced preventative methods are in place to stop the spread of the pests, and a TfL spokesperson told The Independent that it was not aware of any outbreak in London, but it would monitor the situation closely and stick to its rigorous and thorough cleaning measures. So, just how worried should we be about the so-called Paris bedbug infestation reaching our capital? Here with me now is Dr. Richard Naylor, entomologist and director of the Bedbug Foundation, which provides free advice on what to do about the pests. We've seen bedbugs increasing very rapidly from about year 2000. Prior to that, no one had really seen them for about 50 years. And up until 2019, they were really increasing very rapidly year on year. And then the pandemic actually knocked them back quite significantly because it stopped tourism and prevented them from spreading, dispersing. And I think that we're now in in the bounce back of that. So it's taken a few years for them to start recovering again. And now they're on the increase, but they're actually not, they're not back to their pre-pandemic levels, I don't think yet. And so what's happening in Paris is, yes, they certainly do have lots of bedbugs, but so do all the other major cities. So bedbugs have recently become a, a hot political topic in Paris. And I think part of that is due to the run up to the Olympics and people are asking what's going to be done about it. And the the whole pest control industry is asking the same question. And over the past decade has really developed lots of new technologies. The standard way of controlling bed bugs was insecticides of several different classes. And over time, we've lost many of the classes of insecticide and we're mostly down to pyrethroids. So most insecticides used for bed bugs belong to this class called the pyrethroids and bed bugs are already very resistant to these. So the whole pest control industry has been trying to find alternative ways to control them. And that might be sticky traps or devices that go around the bed legs or training scent detection dogs. There's a a rapidly growing industry in France at the moment, well, across Europe, but particularly in France, training up scent detection dogs and offering this service to hotels so that they can identify where the bugs are and how they've spread in order to, to tackle it more efficiently. How much of a risk is there that this so-called Paris bedbug infestation could hit London? Yes, I don't, I don't think that's a genuine risk at all because I think that bed bugs are already a big problem in London and every other city in the UK. And so, yes, of course, there will be some flow of bed bugs in that direction, but just as many people will be traveling to Paris and taking bugs with them from London and every other big city. 
they just move around with us and follow us wherever there are high human population densities. So there are lots of people in Paris and therefore there are lots of bed bugs, but it's the same for everywhere else. For those who aren't that familiar with bed bugs, what exactly are they and why are they so problematic? Bed bugs have had a very long association with humans. They're really bat bugs and they belong to a family called the Cymetidae, which has about 100 very similar bugs in it that mostly feed on bats and cave nesting birds. And just two of these species have jumped onto humans. And we think that happened between five and 20,000 years ago, and, they, and probably while we were still living in caves. So they followed us out into civilization and have been with us all that time. And up until the 1930s, there were reports of bedbugs in almost every house in London. And after the Second World War, we developed quite a few new classes of insecticides, including the organochlorines and DDT, which is the famous one. And this was very effective and it almost wiped out bedbugs. And for 50 years, there were really no bedbugs. People hardly ever saw them. There were just very low level populations that would pop up here and there, but they they were really not a problem. Uh, And then from about year 2000, they suddenly started increasing. What are some of the signs to look out for that you have bedbugs? So uh, bedbugs are very messy. Uh, they're, they're also very shy and they hide. They, they don't like light. So they hide in like dark crevices, usually in the structure of the bed, not far from where they feed. And then, but, but because they're drinking, uh, they drink entirely blood. And because they're drinking all this liquid, they, they produce a lot of liquid. And so they, and it comes out as a kind of inky black spot. And so they leave these spots all over the bedding and particularly in concentrations around the areas where they're hiding, which is, often the first thing that people notice aside from the bites not everyone reacts to the bites about 30 percent of people don't react at all and so sometimes these black spots are the best indication that there are bed bugs there and they aren't a risk to our health are they i would say they're a huge risk to our mental health they very rarely have a physical health impact just just occasionally they get so severe that they can cause people to become anemic and a small proportion of people have fairly severe allergic reactions to them, but that's quite rare. But the the mental health impacts of bedbugs uh, can be quite extreme. It, it forces people to become isolated because they either fear taking bedbugs with them or they fear that people coming to visit them will take bedbugs away. And people are often afraid of who's going to pay the treatment costs so they, they don't report infestations and they take on this battle themselves, spray, spraying whatever they have available at them. So people often become very very depressed and anxious and sleep deprived and it can leave lasting kind of post-traumatic stress as a result of having infestations of bedbugs yeah so so it can be yeah it it really has a much higher health impact than people realize let's go to the ads stay there to hear more from dr richard naylor from the bedbug foundation on his advice to treat and prevent bedbugs why not hit raise and follow in the meantime This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is Dr. Richard Naylor, entomologist and director of the Bedbook Foundation. So Richard, what is the best way to get rid of bedbooks? Treating it kind of depends on what the situation is. If you're if you're in a standalone house and you've brought bedbugs home from your holiday, then that's a relatively simple problem to solve. You can pay for a professional to come in and use one of a few methods. It might be it might be a chemical treatment or it might be a heat treatment or a steam treatment. Uh, these are all good ways of getting rid of them. But it takes a professional really to to know where the bugs will be hiding and make sure that they get adequate access to them. So it's, they're not easy to get rid of. But at least in a standalone house where you've accidentally brought bed bugs in, you can solve the problem and then hopefully not see them again. But the, the bigger problem is in uh, apartment blocks and sheltered housing, low income housing, places where people live in high density populations and, and bed bugs then spread very easily. And in this situation, if you're, all of your neighbors have got bed bugs, it's very difficult to protect yourself. You, you can do things like putting, there are kinds of special dishes that fit under the bed legs, which bed bugs get trapped in like a moat. And you can pull the bed away from the wall and stop your duvet from touching the floor at night. And you can turn your bed into kind of an island. This is probably your best option if you're living in an apartment block and the, and the people around you have bed bugs. So there, there's always going to be this influx of uh, new bed bugs coming into your apartment. Are there ways to prevent getting them? Uh, yeah, I guess awareness. Uh, so the, so common ways to get bed bugs are, are while you're on holiday, you can leave your rucksack or suitcase on the bed next to you. Sometimes there's a second bed in the, in the hotel or just leaving, leaving it on the bed in, overnight is generally a bad thing to do because the, the, the bugs come out at night when they detect your body heat and carbon dioxide and they forage around and they either feed on you or they don't manage to get to you. But either way, they then go and look for somewhere to hide. And if your bag is right there, they'll just crawl into it looking as, as a suitable crevice to crawl into. Uh, and then you take it with you. Another good way to get bed bugs is secondhand furniture or, you know, picking up mattresses that are left outside people's houses. This often happens and people bring infested furniture into their houses accidentally. So, so obviously, if you're using secondhand furniture, then you just, it just needs a really careful inspection to make sure it hasn't got any hitchhikers with it. And, and they are messy. So usually a careful inspection is enough to, to rule them out. An, an adult bed bug is about the size and color of an apple seed. Uh, so easily visible. And a first instar bed bug is, um, is about the size of maybe a grain of brown sugar. And then it, it gets quite a bit bigger the first time it feeds and it looks all red and chubby. There were some stats released over the summer by a pest management company that suggested there has been a 65% increase in bed bugs year on year across the country. Do you agree with that number? And if so, why is that happening? So between uh, like 2005 and uh, 2019, they, that was the kind of that was the kind of thing we were seeing everywhere and we're still really piecing together what the impact of covid has been because it's had a different impact in different environments but 
the effect of stopping all the tourism really knocked bedbugs back, poss- possibly by 50% or so. Yeah. And so it, it, it's, it's really difficult to say. Obviously, in the sheltered housing and the apartment blocks, bedbugs weren't so affected by COVID and maybe even benefited them because people were forced to stay in their houses more than normal. But stopping tourism prevented bedbugs being from moving between hotels and guest houses and hostels and things and, and reduced the number of bedbugs on the transport networks. And so it had some strange and unexpected impacts on, on bedbug populations in different sectors. And we're still trying to figure, figure out what that looks like. What is your advice to anyone out there who might be worried about a bedbug infestation coming here from Paris? London has many infestations. There are many pest controllers who specialise in bedbugs and spend all day in London just treating infestations. And so people in London don't need to be worried about bedbugs coming from Paris because they're already here. You can arm yourself with an awareness of what to look for, what those early signs are, the, the black spots on the sheets or the car skins. And you can, when you travel, you can be aware. You see, it's worth being aware that bedbugs right now are much, much lower than they have been historically. So essentially, it's all a bit of a media storm and we shouldn't worry too much because bedbugs are already here in London. Yeah, that's it. that's exactly it. There was a very similar media storm around bedbugs in 2012 in the run-up to the London Olympics. And so I think that we're just seeing the same, the same thing in France now. It's a political and media frenzy. And yeah, yes, there is a serious problem and it's a growing problem, but it's a global problem. It's not just a Paris problem. You can read more on this story and others in the Evening Standard newspaper or on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from this episode of The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.